It's time again for the Scotty Johnny Podcast with your host, Scotty Johnny himself, John Barnett, and the ego himself, Cheddar Talk, Aaron Flottam, talking Wisconsin sports, NFL through D3, college hockey, doesn't matter. Two mics, two crusty vests, two opinions, one based in reality, and one based in what do you bet on Twitter, with music by Delete Great Cars and Trucks. Here's John and Aaron. Welcome, welcome, one and all. Welcome into the Scotty Johnny Podcast. I am your not-so-humble host, Jonathan Barnett, and with me, as per usual, we have Aaron Cheddar Talk, lot of... Hey, John, what's going on, man? Hey, glad I could be with you tonight. Uh, ER scare earlier today. Yeah. Uh, ended up there for a little bit. Uh, turns out that uh, I'm not having a heart attack, so... Which is fantastic. I'm very excited for that. Uh, yeah, because otherwise we, you would have to do another John Solo podcast. <laughs> well, we we lined up a special guest, Joshua Barnett, if uh, all oh. things fell through. I reached out to to Wendy, who of course is which do a uh, a speedy recovery and uh, everything. So uh, that's yeah. very nice. And it's always she, nice. We'll she, have to get Wendy she, on again very soon if we can. Uh, she's too busy hiking in the mountains to come on our podcast anymore. <laughs> no, no, no. She she's expressed that she would like to be back on the show soon so we'll have to try to work something out we have to get jim back on and we got well, a lot of people like we got to talk se- to. 73 days until pitchers and catchers report john <laughs> yeah it'll that'll be something because right now we've got um a very short sports abyss for us i guess it was not a lot this weekend mostly because wisconsin is a uh, a drinking state with a football problem and uh, right. we didn't have football really this week, other than Whitewater, I guess. You know, if they if they would have just beat Minnesota, we would have had an exciting weekend. Yeah, <laughs> we, we would have. I mean, we here we are. That would have been pain to add in because the Badgers were not beating that Michigan team. But uh, no, not that day. They weren't. Michigan was blue. Was uh, blue was on point on Saturday. Yeah. So. But at least the um, the the committee, the college football playoff committee did us a solid and made sure that everybody knew that the college regular season doesn't mean anything. It's completely worthless. And they put in a team that is already a runner up in their own conference into possibly be the best team in the nation. They can't be the best team in the nation. They're not the best team in their conference. The regular season is worthless and meaningless in college football. And just accept that you have to accept that because the the committee is trying to tell you that. And it, it's and then and then they and then they split them too. So it's going to be them in the national championship game, anyways. The only the only hope for a, a rational outcome or one that doesn't make us all furious is Michigan versus Cincinnati. In which case, we're all rooting for Cincinnati, right? Yeah, I know. I'm we're I we're all Cincinnati fans now. Yeah, and if you're oh, not, if you're not, you're that. wrong. Yeah, I would I, yeah. I would love to see that. It would be amazing. Even though they're going to go to the Big Twelve, which makes no sense. Notre Dame and Cincinnati should just join the Big Ten now. They should just Cincinnati. Do... Cincinnati would be a good addition to the Big Ten. I mean, they're right in the heart of it. Man. Yeah, I mean, like what? what is Cincinnati closest, is going close, west. They're cl- they're they're closer to Indianapolis than I think Purdue is. Right? <laughs> no, they they might be. No, Purdue is like just is it like an hour and a half or something. It's it's pretty close. It, it, it's way down there. West Lafayette's not that far away. It's it's right by the Battle of Tippecanoe, which was a a very cool small battle site to go check out. It's, it it maybe has Cincinnati beat by about thirty miles. I'm looking at it right now on uh, Google Maps. Cincinnati is not that far from Indianapolis at all. I don't know. Either way, anyway, we're gonna get into this. Um, like we said, not a lot of football. We'll do a couple previews here, and we'll get everything going. 
uh, basically we're just going to do one long thing and not not call anything last call. We'll just roll it all up. Uh, so we'll get started in what we like to call our main event. Starting things off with the main event. Okay, main event, I guess the only thing we could talk about for Packers is looking ahead. Um, hey, Aaron, what with everything that went on this last week, um, the Packers could be playing for an NFC North championship on Sunday based on what happens Thursday. Right. right. I mean, like, that's fantastic. Uh, no, it was like we were talking about during the pre-show. Like, like you had to go and make sure, like, is this even humanly possible? Because, of course, this season is uh, 18 weeks long this year instead of 17. Yeah. We have to keep readjusting that in our head. But, like, it's week 14. With four weeks left in the season, the Packers could have the NFC North tied up in a, in a, in a division that even, even us as being total Packer homers, I think we <laughs> thought that if, I thought we thought the NFC North would be a little bit closer than it is right now. I mean, let's not lie to ourselves. I really thought somebody, either the Bears or the Vikings, would be a little bit closer. But I mean, them wrapping it up this weekend would be like the Patriots of old, prime Patriots, 2006 to 10, against that crappy NFC East where they would have it wrapped up by week 12, you know? Yeah. And they'd be, they'd just rest everybody the last, you know, week 12, 13. They'd rest everybody the last four weeks. The Colts with, had the same thing with AFC South yeah. for a couple of years there. You know, when David Carr was at the helm for the Houston uh, Texans getting sacked 75 to 80 times a season, yeah. you know, that was, you know, that that's, that's, you know, there was that one year that the, the Colts were undefeated. They were yeah. 14 and 0. And they sat their starters the last two weeks. They started them they were, and pulled them out after a drive, and it made Peyton Manning very angry. But it was so they could keep all their starting game streaks going, and then not play them again. It was it was it was kind of fun, but it was. But that ended up being that mad. ended up being that ended up being the year that they won the Super Bowl too, though, wasn't it? No, it was the next year. That year they actually oh, they went right. fourteen and two, and then like lost in the this AFC Championship or whatever it was. They they lost that year, but not the next year they won it. Yeah, so I mean, like, okay. basically, the Packers need the Vikings to lose to the Steelers on Thursday night, and honestly, I don't see that happening. I mean, the Vikings well, were I don't embarrassed, know. but I don't know. Yeah, they just lost to the worst <laughs> team in football. I mean, but but and and but the Steelers are so weird because they just beat Baltimore. Actually, I mean, they, they're. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 so weird because they they have an old beat up quarterback who can still pull a Toby Keith once in a while and <laughs> nice. play well enough to win. They've got as usual unbelievable wide receivers how in the living age them and the vikings keep pulling good wide receivers out of the draft i mean i guess in the case of the vikings it's just so many hits and misses you know for for every troy williamson you get a justin jefferson who's (laughs) maybe the best receiver in football right now my god um he's making kirk cousins look good that's for sure but uh but i mean but then you got mike tomlin you got tj watt i mean you still got enough playmakers and enough enough playmakers and enough just good organization and good coaching that even though they'll, they have some stinkers of games just because they're so depleted right now. Uh, who knows? Who knows? Yeah. It's a strange bit. And yeah, <clears throat> the Vikings, I don't see, I don't see the Vikings walking all of them because the Vikings haven't walked over anybody this year. No. And it they, was a weird kind of game. If you watched it, I'm sure you did. And uh, I did too, because it was, it was on that and the bears game. I was mm-hmm. slipping back and forth a bit. And then I turned to red zone every now and then just to keep an eye on things. Yeah. But I then, had NFL game day on, which is the best show when the on, on Packers bye weeks or if the Packers are playing late or on Monday, I love a good Sunday with game day and they bounce around mm-hmm. to all the different shows, all the different games as they're happening. 
I like even red stick zone. with us. Yeah, it's it, well, red zone and game day are different, right? I think so. I watch red zone. That's the one that goes to every game as anybody is in the red zone. Basically, it just right, bounces then, game and, to game to game to game. And then game day is what's on NFL on NFL Network, and that's okay. where they bounce around to games, and they'll actually stick with games through a whole drive and stuff like that, which is cool because yeah. when else am I going to see JT uh, Jonathan Taylor play? You know, who by the way, league MVP. Yeah, um, he's been fantastic. But yeah, but but no, the Cardinals game was the Cardinals Bears game was kind of boring because they're beating up the Bears pretty bad. Yeah, pretty badly. Yeah, that one went got away fast. Yeah, they were just done, mm-hmm. but. The the Viking Lions game was interesting in that it was essentially a game that nobody wanted to win. Like each team was right. making massively, insanely bad decisions here, there, and everywhere. Like until the, Lions, the last minute, forty five seconds. Like the and Lions, then, Jared, then Jared Goff really wanted to win. <laughs> the Lions were up by two, had the ball fourth and one inside their own thirty, and went for it, and then tried to pass and fumbled. It was like, why would you ever do that? You, what? Why it made no sense? It was it was an insane thing. Well, because because Dan Campbell's gonna claw and grab and bite you. I know, but he he's such a bad coach. I mean, that's fine by me because I'm all he's right. Becoming with a lo- he's really becoming a lovable loser though, isn't he? Like no, I can't stand him. He's such a dummy. Well, he's but a I dummy, mean, I- but he's a lovable. He's a love. I'm saying lovable loser though. Like there's you know like Mike Tice. Mike Tice. I'd, I'd never was Mike a Tice. lovable loser. Oh no, he I was like an obnoxious my- oh, oh. bully. And he <laughs> Tice. Tice and he was horrible to the media like he would come up there there were times he'd literally people like uh coach it looked like things looked a bit sluggish out there in the second half what do you have to do get your receivers going I was like hey, you're terrible. I, I don't know that how do you feel if I come punch you in the face huh I was like what the hell was that answer what was that answer well, he would do truth, that truth be told, truth be told he was the lowest paid coach in the NFL and it wasn't even close yeah I mean <laughs> he was making like four hundred thousand dollars a year like at the time the the, the golden gophers coach was making more than he was well it, it was he was weird and he just kept like making weird threats at the media you're like dude shut up and answer the question nobody cares that you want to show how tough you are like I get it you're a big dude I don't I don't doubt you could beat up the guy writing the article about you but why do right. that? Why do that? I guess I, I guess I, I guess I remember the more golden years after he was a coach and he'd come on Dan Barrero and he was just kind of oh, yeah. And funny. Yeah, I'm sure he could I mean, be is it fun and interesting. I, I don't. Well, you were living in the Twin Cities when he was a coach, though, weren't you? So I you were was. a little bit more stuck with the the Twin Cities media. OK, that would make more sense. Yeah, he was he was right. actually really mean. It was kind of horrible to them. And I was like, why are you doing it? Like, they didn't say anything about it because they weren't going to. Mm. That was, you know, they had like. Culpepper and some other people. So it was like they were doing okay, but the minute they weren't. Actually, I had the one year they had Adrian Peterson, and they weren't going to the playoffs. And like Target one time had to buy like ten thousand tickets just to guarantee oh, they weren't that. blacked out. And then two weeks mm-hmm. later, Best Buy had to do the same thing. And then they just give tickets. They literally bought like ten thousand tickets and had to give them away because nobody wanted to watch the Vikings. Could not get how much? To go to I, how much do I have amazing. to pay Target to pay? To buy tickets so the bucks don't get blacked out. Oh, bucks can sell out and they still get blacked out. Never mind. Yeah. That's Anyways, stupid um stupid rules. Yeah. So so I guess so Dan Campbell's a better human being. Either way, I uh, sure. I was cheering hard for the for the second week in a row because last week at Thanksgiving, I was cheering to the bitter end for them to beat the Bears, beat the Bears. which they couldn't <laughs> they pull could off. And you would have sworn that the Packers just won the NFC Championship game. Yes, that's how I've lowered my expectations. They just need to win that game first, and then I'll worry about Super Bowls later. Um, <laughs> but you would have sworn that the Packers won an NFC Championship game 
by the way, there was screaming in the Flottom House. And Andrew, who who's still young enough, he doesn't like he knows what the Packers are, but he looks up on the screen and he sees silver uniforms. He's like, he's confused by why we're screaming touchdown and me and Ruby are screaming because he's like, wait, those aren't the Packers. Wait, right. is that the Packers? Is wait, what's going on? <laughs> Like, no, these are the Lions. Okay, we're Lions fans now. Oh, God, no, we're not. No, I don't think we're oh, no. anybody. Oh, God, no. <laughs> no, we are not. The, but we are cheering. <laughs> the Vikings at five and seven are only a game up on the Bears. They're only one game up on the Bears right now. So right. that's interesting. Yeah, I mean, it's possible. To, and I'll be at the Packer Bear game this weekend. So it would be really cool if by then we know if we're playing for a, a championship and locking up a playoff berth, because that would be pretty awesome. I'll tell you that. I'll be. I, I won't have a voice for court on Monday, but it'll be fun, <laughs> you know. Was, right. But uh, Packers well, playing you the Bears may, you, you may have a voice by Monday if if it turns into that forty-two nothing at halftime, like it happened one time before. You just That's won't true. have anything to yell about in the second half, except uh, how much I hate the Bears. Yeah, I'll be yelling at how yeah, much just, I hate the Bears. Can, can I get another beer down here, please? <laughs> yeah, yes. it's going to be. There's no, there's no Bear fans to yell at anymore. They all left. Yeah. Well, it's it's going to be, I, th- I think it'll be a fun time, and I, I really just think the Packers are going to beat the Bears this week. I don't care what the spread is. I think the Packers cover it. The Packers look sharp. They're going to be rested. Bears are coming off just kind of watching their season. I mean, they could still get, a, I guess, get a winning record because they could finish nine and eight this season. But uh, did you did, did yeah. you see that stat, stat about Nagy that um, his record coming off more than seven days of rest is like two and 17 or something like that. Oh my gosh. That's it was some, it was something ridiculous like that. Like if he has more than seven days rest, meaning either played Thursday night and then, you know, you get the mini buy or just a straight bye week, you know, Hey, how ripped off did the Cowboys get when they had to play Sunday, Thursday, Thursday? That's a brutal schedule, by the way. Anyhow, I thought about that as they were playing Thursday night after the th- Thanksgiving Thursday. And I was like, wait a second. That's a that's a scheduling full paw that should not happen. Anyways, um, but yeah, so uh, yeah, Nagy's just got this insanely bad record coming off more than one week's rest, which is kind of the anti Mike Holmgren because wasn't Holmgren like just absolutely insane coming off by weeks? Yes, and actually, um, yeah. McCarthy actually had a pretty good record coming off of that too, coming off the bye week. So who did I say? I said McCarthy. No, you said Holmgren. He said oh, Holmgren, yeah. Well, I, and I, I said Holmgren. McCar- I said a Holmgren, but I meant McCarthy. Oh, yeah. They and both I was were. Say, also did Holmgren. Yes. No, McCarthy had an extremely good record coming up by weeks. It was in, like over 800%. Yeah. 800. Yeah. It's something yes. I, I was looking at yeah. this. Um, Zimmer, <laughs> they were talking about uh, this week. Like, I think Zimmer has like a 217 and one record or something like that when trailing at halftime. And so he was trailing at halftime this week and it got worse. Um, yeah. It's going to be an interesting time down the stretch because a lot of people. The only coach in the uh, of any team that isn't the Packers that's safe, I think, at this point would be Campbell because he was hired last year. Uh, Nag- but Nagy Nag- and Zimmer have to feel like there's a real chance that there was I mean, there was there's another there's they've another lost the fan base. There was another crazy stat with like single digit losses or single digit wins and double digit. So because I know we've said two and seventeen twice now, but like Kirk Cousins like not ha- trailing in the fourth quarter is it's some abysmal record now too like and if you like look at his stats versus like you know and like they're showing there was another one was the top 15 passer raiders of all time in the nfl 
he's the only he's at he's at number eight i think he was dead smack in the middle of the top 15 of all time <laughs> all time and he's the only one in that group with a losing record and it's i mean everybody else hey like break i mean everybody else is like way over 500 way over 500 and then there's kirk Cousins. so i yeah. Vikings are a disaster anyways but yes yeah, so that's fun where were we at well Dan campbell basically we're yeah. just kind of waxing on about the other teams but the big point is <laughs> packers win this week and their magic numbers down to one and yes. i think they're going to win this week and i think they're going to get it at some point they got a rough schedule down the stretch but i think they can beat the bears and if they can even just beat the lions they'll win the division so we'll see how that all goes so it should be fun uh in yeah. terms of the Badgers, the only thing that happened to the Badgers is they watched other teams play for a Big Ten title because they didn't bother to play Minnesota, and now they will get to go play in the Las Vegas Bowl, which is right. kind of upsetting. Not yeah. a big uh, setup there for them. It's going to be a December 30th game. Um, at 9.30 at night. Yeah. yeah. So, hey, I mean, how gar- how about, I mean, talk about anti-recruiting tool. Yeah. Like, half bad. the country won't see it. Like, People in the central time zone won't watch that. Yeah, it'll be us. You know, but it's like yeah. uh and they'll be playing against Arizona State, which that, that team's got their own problems. They've had several things. I think there's an investigation ongoing with them, and there's concern that uh uh, uh Herm Edwards is not likely to come back. So we'll see how that all plays out, but that doesn't affect me. All I want is it for it to not be like the last time the Badgers played Arizona, where the refs literally held the ball until the clock ran out and misplaced it and wouldn't let the, the Badgers just snap the ball to kick the game-winning field goal. Yeah. Because, I mean, I they, they literally took a game from us. It was ridiculous. You know, at first they were saying that they're going to be back in the Dukes-Mayo Bowl, and I was just like, oh, God. No, I don't want to see that anymore. And But uh, now instead, I mean, so the Las Vegas Bowl, I mean, it's cool. There's going to be people there because it's Vegas. You know, mm-hmm. people are going to, that's the one thing about having a football stadium in downtown Vegas. Now, no matter the game, there's going to be people there and there's ch- uh, cheap flights. But I mean, the 30th is a Thursday. <laughs> people work, people work on the 31st. I'm sorry. Not everybody has the 31st off. It's a Friday. So people still have to work the next day. Like what a just absolute groaner of like, why is it that late? I mean, that's I 830 know. local time in Las Vegas. I don't know. I think it going if I. Had somebody watch my kids, but um, yeah, no, because well, why don't why don't I drop off Holly and my kids at your house and they watch the kids together and we go to Vegas? Hey, there we go. I've that'll got, go uh, over well. I've been playing that. that I'm, uh, I'm sure they'll be all they'll all they'll be just fine with that. I'm sure. Well, I've been playing that Pop Slots game on my computer or my app on my <laughs> phone, and that gets me some deals on rooms, so we could be pretty well set. Yeah, that'd be nice and and, and I'm and I'm good at gambling because I've been playing with uh, cryptocurrency here lately, and uh, yeah, I know mm. how to take a loss. Put it to the Vikings. No, <laughs> oh my god, yeah, I should have should have. I would have been better off investing in the Vikings if I would have just uh, yeah, cryptocurrency. At least win five god. times. All right, but that's all we've got until we get closer we'll we'll talk about the badgers later when we get closer to the bowl game but not right now uh in terms of the bucks now i mean the bucks they had one little drop off game with it. they've had some injuries with um Giannis, which is the the one injury that will really kill your season um and they mm-hmm. really did just kind of keep rolling um very impressed with how they handled this um I'm just trying to see where they had just tonight. The the Bucks win again tonight. They beat the Cavaliers. Giannis back in there. He goes for uh 27, 12, and 2. 
And uh, I want to say that's like the seventh or eighth game in a row that they've beaten the Cavaliers now, too. Yeah, the Bucks have climbed all the way back up after that just horrible start with a lot of injuries and a lot of people missing and some COVID and stuff in there. Um, yeah. The Bucks are back to what, 16 and 9, and they have uh, their second in the division. And they'll they'll pass the you know the Pacers later on, but yeah, no, I'm sorry, the uh, right. the Bulls. I'm sorry, Bulls had a really good stretch early on. It's one of the funniest stories that I've looked at in sports recently is the number of times Fire Nagy has been chanted at Bulls games. It's like <laughs> he's best. not even here. Oh, Bulls what are you doing? It was at the Blackhawks. It's been at the Blackhawks game every it was sport at the, uh, at the Illinois basketball game the other night. It's, <laughs> and I even said that. Sorry, not to dip back into NFL too. That was one of my things on Twitter tonight was how. Bears fans are already lining up to blame the refs for when the Packers win this weekend. And I said, uh, my, my tweet was along the lines of it's, it, it's, it's fun to see Bears fans blaming the refs already for losing to the Packers while simultaneously actively f- cheering for their coach to be fired because he's so awful. Mm. What a catch 22. It's great. <laughs> it's like, yeah. One of the, um, the big thing, and then I love the then I love the Bears fans that pop up. They're like, "Well, most of us actually think we're going to probably lose to the Packers this weekend, and we're not all that bad." No, you're all that terrible. You're all that terrible. Oh, there's just yeah, a lot of you. Don't. Yeah, yeah, it's just just ninety five percent of you are terrible fans. <laughs> I'm sure the five percent of you are just fine. You know, we'll it's pl- like society. We'll get plenty to talk about that next week. When uh, anyhow, after sorry, that back to the game. back to the box. Um, Giannis again sorry, shooting Pete. six of seven for for um, f- uh, free throw shots. He has been really good. Not like not like great. Not he's not Middleton, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. he's having a very good year in free throw shooting. He's actually shortened up his routine at the line. If you've been paying mm-hmm. attention, yeah, he's he's removed a couple dribbles and he's he's up and ready, going a lot faster, and it's really smoothed him out a little bit. Uh, against Cleveland, we get big games from our starters here. Good twenty-seven Giannis, twenty-one Middleton, twenty from Holiday, uh, and you get another ten from Portis and. Uh, your boy, Grayson Allen, out there with six points. So, I mean, it's decent. Getting 12 from Connington and seven from Cousins. Boogie Cousins. Well, and, uh, this is the line you want what? to see, Aaron, is Boogie Cousins 0 for 3 from th- three-point range. <laughs> well, that's, you know, hey. What a, yeah, I'll, 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 say the, I'll say I'll say on the bo- I'll say on the boogie woogie bandwagon boogie. for a little bit here. So maybe we can no, by fine. the end of the season. I hope we're going. Uh, we're chanting for uh, boogie and Bobby. Let's let's pray for that. Boogie, Bobby, Bobby, boogie. Wouldn't that be great? It would all be great. I want to just cheer for any of them. It's been fantastic. Just um, he did have a very good game the other day though. Like he he came off the bench. Did he have ten against Miami? Was it? No, he had 11. He finished uh, with 11. Right, right, right off the bat, that very first game, yeah, he had a pretty good game. He scored 11 I, points I in 11 it. minutes. He shot uh, yeah. 7 of 8 from the uh, free throw line and 2 of 6 from the floor. Uh, also added 5 rebounds. And then Smart comes in with 6 rebounds and 8 points from the guard position. Right. Javante I'm, Smart. I'm Getting, I'm trying to find it right now because you're taking a shot at my boy, Grayson Allen. And uh, Well, as long as he doesn't take a shot at me. I gotta protect my boys. Right. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be right in the grapefruit. Right come, he um, get you. So, so right now he is uh, as far as uh, three points made in the NBA right now. He is number five. He's got sixty seven. Then above him, Lonzo Ball, CJ McCallum, seventy two. Buddy held eighty six, and then Steph Curry at one hundred eight. It's crazy. But anyways, and then I was gonna say to his his three point percentage. I can't find it right off the bat. Him and 
Connington are both top five for three point percentage in the NBA, I believe. Nice. In the uh, the game yeah. against Miami, you know, we said you know Giannis missed some games there. So against Miami, no no Giannis. So <laughs> Sando Mamukelashvili, which is one of my favorite names in basketball. Now it's that's. Yes. And the reason why it sticks out, Aaron will, will will hear this in his mind immediately too. But um, Mushkala, Mushkala is what I think when I hear Mamushkala, Mamu I think Mushkala, which is which means problem. <laughs> like oh, yeah. chief, chief, Mushkala, big Mushkala. Like all right. <laughs> Sorry, I, was, I was thinking Romanian or Bulgarian. No, no, no it's no, Arabic. You, I went you, Arabic. You're going Arabic. Oh, That's God. all I can think of. Yes, is, I forgot. My brother's Mushkula, um, Mushkula. Mike. My brother Mike named his um, fantasy team the Mushkalas the that year while we were in Iraq. <laughs> he was like, "Yeah, all right." But uh, Thanasis got ten yeah. points that game, and I, I, Boogie I, gets I, us I, eleven. I either blocked nice. that out of my head or uh, poisoned it out of my head. I forget <laughs> that year that we were there. Sorry. Yeah, that was actually a game against Miami. The Bucks. I mean, they got good scoring. I mean, Middleton gets 22, 19 for Portis, uh, 16 for Holiday, 23 for Connington. Uh, Mamukelashvili with five, I guess. But then you still get 10 from Thanasis, 11 from Boogie, 8 from uh, Javante Smart. And we also no, get... Doesn't, doesn't, doesn't it feel good feel good, uh, good saying Boogie? Boogie. It does. It's such a great nickname, too. It's just like... Yeah. Borch. Boogie. Boogie. Boogie cousin. One of the other fun it's things. One of those, it's one of those nights when you feel like cutting a player, like with a knife. <laughs> Gotta sometimes. Um, I mean, yes. The the Bucks did have the one little setback in their continued growth here, uh, which was the the Raptors game where they lose by four. Played well throughout. They win in the second half. Um, the the one that really hurts is the second quarter. They lose by five points, and they end up losing the game by four. Uh, other than that, they—I mean—they essentially outplayed them, I suppose. But they—they they lose that one quarter by enough that it, it kind of kept them down and out of there. That was one where they played Connington, Allen, Holiday, Portis, and Middleton in that starting five, um, and just yeah, they get 13 points from the bench that night for Hill and Mamukelashvili. So just not getting enough depth out of there. Kalitsakis. Uh, DNP Javante Smart DNP that game and you know Giannis out with the uh, the uh, calf injury. Right. But I mean, it, as far as it's gone, we've gone several weeks now where the Bucks have had just one loss now, and it's the Raptors who are you know it's like a bugaboo for the Bucks, just a team that finds a way to beat you, and you just kind of hate having to deal with that. <laughs> so no, no, no. It's, whenever you play, whenever you play the Raptors, you're playing their coach. Nick Nurse has a smart the, guy has the Bucks. Yeah, he's a smart dude, and he's got. He's got the he's got the Bucks number. So no, and I was just thinking. I'm looking at the standings. They're third in the East now. Like you said, you know, only the uh, Nets and the Bulls are ahead of them. And uh, I just remember two weeks ago, we I, was it two weeks ago? No, because two weeks ago I would have been at Deer Cabin. So it would have been three shows ago. We were talking about how yeah. um, you're like, oh dear, like Aaron. after the loss kinda- to Atlanta. After the loss to Atlanta, yeah. I was like, Atlanta, yeah. I don't want to be worried. It's pretty early. They've had some we're, people we're missing. Mid, we're midway Where through November. We? What's going on here? And I was like, and I said by Christmas, I figured by Christmas they'd have it right now. They've got it right now. And, they, yeah. you know, nine and one gets them back into it. And I'm, I don't think it's going to be that much of a tear. But, I mean, look what the damage that they've done with 
no Brook Lopez at all. The you Bucks know, just had to get uh, through Janice, deer hunting Janice season. resting Aaron. as he needs to. What's that? I said the Bucks just had to get through deer hunting season, right? No, that's and now exactly. we feel safe and we yeah, feel once, comfortable. Once, and... the, once, <laughs> once the Bucks make it through deer season, then they're fine. They're not dead. They're fine. Yeah. Oh God, it's I just love that. Oh God, yes, I didn't even think about that. That's that's, that's terrible. That's terrible. absolutely terrible. Turn the basketball uh, a little bit. That's terrible. Why would you Why would you bring that up? Venison's the world. Ven- venison's not even that good of a meat. You should just go down and check out one of Shaq's five Five Guys Burgers and Fries. That's some food you can eat right there. Um, <laughs> Maybe the best Charles Barkley impersonation I've ever done. Anyways, all right. Well, we'll take it. Ernie yeah. Ernie likes tricks. Ernie likes tricks. Anyways, um, uh, <laughs> that was that? a good one. Was that? Oh, so so no, so no. What I was going to talk about, friend of the show, Pete. He uh, swung by the cubicle today, and we had uh, we had some talk about uh, you know some of the players that have brought in. Uh, um, of course, um, Matthews got resigned to the team here. Yeah, want to talk uh, about that? Yeah, yeah that's, that's he came neat. back to the team. Uh, the the Boogie Cousin signing. Uh, the smart kid who was playing really well from the did what was the line on smart tonight? I didn't even look it up yet. Oh, um, I just had it up and I just pulled away from it because I was looking at something else here. Because um, I started talking and you needed something to read while I was talking. I get it. Um, but back to what I was saying, a uh, friend of the show, Pete. We uh, he stopped by and we were talking about some stuff today. And you know, the the, the Wesley Matthews uh, pickup, bringing in Boogie Cousins, stuff like that, and. I, without going verbatim over this text string that he sent me, it was basically that Horst is creating some really good, interesting problems. He's curating problems out of the wing position and that he's doing a really good job of amassing talent. Um, and, and not in the way that you'd think about like, you know, the LA Lakers are where they're just kind of conglomerating a lot of talent together. They're really bringing in people to give rest to the starters, you know? So, so Giannis can miss a game or two. Yeah. Boogie cousins didn't help out this last weekend. Cause he was just brand new to the team, you know, but you know, if Giannis needs to, you know, if calf isn't feeling good, that's what he was listed as calf. You know, you're going to be able to get people in because as we've talked about regular season, NBA, just like regular season, college football really doesn't mean anything until you get to the end except in college football, someone decides who gets to be in the championship versus in the NBA, you actually have to win some games. Um, however, but nice. uh, like you said here, you know, um, uh, on they're, they're not developing talent right now because remember a couple of years ago, the Bucks were still trying to develop talent. The window's open. They're here to win now. Uh, they need contributions one through five, one through 15 on the bench. Um, uh, reduce load on Pat Connington uh, and Hill as well. Because, I mean, those guys are going to need in the playoffs. But it, unlike years past, you know, you need these guys to show up. You know, like the Bucks had some depth a couple of years ago, but it wasn't like real depth. It was like kind of eh, depth, you know. So you keep your starters fresh and, you know, like keep rotating them out because you need them for the playoff push. Because playoff pushes, you know, almost one third. If you're going to make if you're going to win the finals, you have to win a one one third of another season, basically, as far as games go. Um, take it up minutes. And, and, and once your bench players come in, you want them to at least be able to hold the lead, you know, maybe not necessarily increase the lead, but at least hold the lead for a little bit. And that seems like what they're kind of doing right here. And, uh, um, West taking, uh, he said here something about West taking the role of Forbes. I, I could hope anybody yeah. takes the role of Forbes because you guys sat and told me all last season that shooters got to shoot. And then, 25 games later when he still hadn't made a three-pointer it was like yeah okay anyways and the ability to harass and play other teams wings 
Uh, Horace has created some interesting problems. He's really good at amassing talent, and there are only uh, so many roster spots. And uh, Sandro uh, contributing in a limited role. And uh, have we signed the entire Greek national team yet? So, but I mean, that's some that's some thoughts. Uh, I mean, that's kind of some good thoughts that he had brought past me. And it was, uh, I think, Horst is. Uh, Horst is uh, pushing Gutenkutz to be the best. Well, I mean, we have three really good GMs of our three professional oh, yeah. sports teams. Uh, we really do. Yeah. Uh, and that's, and I think the reason why Packers have a definite advantage because the NFL's the salary, salary cap, cap definitely makes it easier. Salary, yeah. salary cap. And uh, what do they call that when they share the NFL, the TV oh, revenue sharing stuff? Yeah. Yeah, revenue sharing stuff. We'll call it that. So, yeah. I mean, the Packers, and plus the Packers are a legacy team, and that means something in football. Uh, Bucks got to deal with being a small town where stars like to go to LA and to the coast cities and stuff like that. And the Brewers have to deal with the most uh, antiquated system of playing sports in all of the world, and uh, where you know teams only in larger markets have any kind of advantage, and the small teams have to be squirrely. But uh, Horst is doing, you know, Horst is the only one with a championship and the only one of the championship out of the three of them. And uh, he's doing a he's doing a really good job. And uh, it doesn't seem like much when you get Wes Matthews back or when you bring Grayson Allen. But these are upgrades over the people that used to be in those spots, you know, and whereas somebody who was playing Grayson Allen spot two, three years ago. You could just kind of ignore on the wing. You can't ignore Grayson Allen on the wing. Now you have to guard him, you know, and um, whatever pulls attention away from Giannis, because that was also the problem two, three years ago, too, is that they just crash lane and Giannis. You could even see it last year during the finals. Like Giannis went beast mode and 50 burger, 50 burger spectacular run in the lane, but he wasn't as. I still remember when they lost to the Raptors in the Eastern, like literally it was just gang up on Giannis and eventually he got beat down and couldn't keep up anymore. Add some quiet Leonard on the other end of the floor and they win, you know, so they're building a much more balanced team. And now that they've won a championship and they've got the big, you know, the big three of uh, Giannis drew and Middleton and company and Bobby as three B okay. or, you know, star four, um, yeah. you know, you can add in these other pieces now and they're a legitimate contender. And, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to wrap your head around this as a Wisconsin sports fan outside of the Packers once in a while, but like to have a winning team like this, like, yeah, they're doing all the right things. And Horst is doing, making smart decisions. And so taking these minutes off the starters who just had a really long last season, um, after a really crappy bubble season yeah. is probably the best thing now and then a very short off season this year too you know this is this is this is good progress for it i think this will pay out really well in the long run so one of the fun stories i saw on twitter involved uh wesley matthews this week vander blue if anybody remembers that name uh went on twitter and said i am the best player to ever come out of the state of wisconsin and the best part was people are like uh, Wesley Matthews is still in the league and he went to the same high school as you. <laughs> like you aren't the best player out of Madison Memorial. That was pretty fantastic to read. It was hilarious. Who's, 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 who's Vander blue. He, uh, uh, was a guy who initially committed to UW, but then uncommitted and went to Marquette and forwent his senior year at Marquette to go into the NBA draft where he was not drafted. Uh, <laughs> Then played a year in Israel. I'm looking this up mm. now, too. Then he played in the G League for, or was the developmental league at the time, for a team that was then called the Delaware 87ers. 
which is a mm. 76ers developmental league team. And it's, it's actually kind of fun because the play is that Delaware signed the Constitution in 1787, the first state to sign the Constitution, ratify it. So you got 76ers and the 87ers. That's, that's pretty fun. And they did spend one year with the Celtics before then going to the Idaho Stampede. The Los Angeles mm. Defenders, uh, one year with the Lakers, and then back to the Defenders, and then Guangzhou Rhino. Such a wow. So just on so just on yeah. face value, uh, Sam Decker alone has had a better career, and then that's not even <laughs> taking into account Tyler Hero, and then or Bud Grant for that matter. <laughs> yes. yes, Bud Grant, uh, who played for the Minnesota Lakers. What I think is hilarious is you go from to Superior the, Wisconsin. Yes, yeah. you go to the um, the the page for Madison Memorial, and it says notable alumni. Vanderblue is not on it, but of course Wesley Matthews is. So is Keaton Nankiville, who played for the Badgers, and <laughs> he is now playing in Italy. So it's kind of funny. Hmm. I was like, "You're definitely not just you just there's, definitely there's, aren't." There's nobody out of There's nobody out of Milwaukee that's been a really good NBA player. Well, Nick Van Exel, Nick Van Exel came out of Milwaukee. So yeah. Okay, so there's that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, he was pretty good. Who am, Who am I missing out of Milwaukee? There's got to be a couple of good there's, players. That there's got to be several more. I just don't know them. But yeah. Yeah. So either way. That was just a fun story, I thought, because everybody ripped on him. They're like, no, you aren't. Like, you're not the best player from your high school. You're definitely not the best player from <laughs> Wisconsin. Especially when I go, Who, who's that? Right. Because like, I, my, my, my Wisconsin basketball knowledge is pretty, pretty narrow. But if I haven't heard of your name, that's pretty bad. Right. And this is my wonderful segue into the college basketball segment that we have for Wisconsin this week. Now, both Wisconsin... And Marquette got got some nice wins early in the week. Uh, Wisconsin got a good win against Georgia Tech in the uh, Big Ten ACC Challenge. Uh, they beat them mm-hmm. seventy to sixty six. They had a little slow patch to start off with, but you know they go into halftime with a thirty two thirty one lead and then pulled away after that. I mean they get I mean they win by four, but they they comfortably got ahead. Uh, Davison puts up twenty seven. The Badgers kept that momentum going from their Maui championship and uh, the Maui mm-hmm. championship in Las Vegas. So basketball and football both going to Vegas this year. Uh, Jonathan Davis has just been remarkable. He is incredible to watch. Um, their only loss this year is the one he didn't play in, right? I mean, just they had that one loss. And other than that, I mean, uh, Davis didn't lead the team in scoring, but he did get six rebounds, five assists, uh, and did – Let's see, he ended up with 15 points. So, yeah, uh, another good game. They're, they're not really getting much from the bench at this point, which is a little surprising because they've been going young, which means, you know, Chucky Hepburn is getting a lot of playing minutes, and so is um, Stephen Crawl, which means that uh, Carlson and Vote uh, and Gilmore and stuff are not getting that kind of playing time, and which you thought might happen. Or I thought might happen. Most people might thought of that was one of the the, the variables that could have been out there, but uh, not getting a lot from them. Uh, Vote played for twelve minutes and didn't get a point in that game. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the, the Badger starters though playing really well out there so far. Uh, Marquette went out and just demolished Jackson State, uh, who was a one in six team. Marquette did what they've been doing this year, and this is going to be an interesting thing to watch play out. Uh, Shaka Smart, like I said l- before really focusing on getting a good, solid defensive team. Um, and he's trying to play kind of fast and hard the whole way. So he is going really deep on the bench. 
You look at this game against Jackson, and granted, it was 83-54, to so they were going to go deep anyhow, but um, they played nine guys off the bench. That's 14 players from Marquette on the floor. Um, and, and here's the fun part. Their top three scorers didn't start. Igodero gets 14, Prosper with 11, and you get uh, Mitchell with nine. Four of the five starters get eight. Uh, only Kolek, Tyler Kolek, ends up with five. Uh, every other starter had eight points. And then you get Joplin getting you six and another six from Ellis. Um, yeah, I mean, they got guys up and down who can do a lot of stuff on this team. They're playing they're playing fast, they're playing hard, and they're playing a lot of good defense. Uh, so it was an interesting team to watch. And if you watch the game um, after that, you watch the one where you know, both these teams made it easy for us, Aaron, by having a game against each other. Uh, you got yeah. to see what was a close game for a half. I mean, 34-31, Wisconsin up at halftime. And that's kind of what you think you you were expecting. It was a little higher scoring than what Marquette wanted to see happen because going on pace for giving up 70 points is not their way to win. Uh, so, I mean, but the Badgers actually, we'll see. Uh, we'll start with Marquette. Marquette still goes six deep on that bench in this game. They get 11 points from Igodaro, uh, which is Second on the team, Marcel had 11. He's played fantastic. He's been really good. Uh, Lewis gets another 14 to go along with four rebounds and three assists. Um, Kolek leads the the Golden Eagles with eight uh, assists. And uh, Marcel, from the guard spot, actually leads the team in rebounds in this game. But, yeah, no, the Badgers playing with more height. The the two tallest guys from the Marquette team last year, Theo, John, and, um, and Garcia, uh, both transferred out. Uh, so they're like they lost their two bigs from last year, and they're starting a lot of young guys and and really focusing on defense. But it's been, you know, like I said, going really deep on this. Badgers ended up going very deep in this game. Still, let's see, they're not getting a ton of points off this bench. They're getting nine points from the bench. Um, only one guy with more than two points. They get uh, Bowman the second here with five. But I mean, they're still uh, the the starters just really really took it to them they're all playing about 30 minutes or so out of the 40 minute game and you're getting 20 from davison uh 25 from davis 15 from crawl uh 15 from chucky hepburn who did a good job of going at the hoop towards the end he had two from four from the the three-point line and i guess the biggest thing is <coughs> badger shoot 41.7 from three i mean you're going 10 of 24 from three that is 30 points that happened on 24 shots and they're shooting over 50% from the field, so uh, overall. Um, well, good. So it brings us back to the Kaminsky-Decker days of actually, you know, when people used to associate three-point shots with Wisconsin. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, uh, like the other thing, Crawl, the, the, the seven-footer, he's two for three from three-point on this one. Davison hit a couple just big-time moment threes. He was there in some giant moments, um, really getting the crowd into it. He's doing a good job of being that senior leader on the team and getting everyone else going. Davis just he's such an incredible player just so fun to watch and it leaves checky hepburn with room to move and the ability to be a playmaker and you know even get in there and score if he needs to um yeah don't get as much out of tyler wall as you'd like to see but the badgers basically the badgers starting five getting big points and 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 big games here but they need to get more from their bench as the season goes on uh, you'd like to see some of those guys develop as well. Marquette doing a very good job of developing. They're in the first year of a new head coach. He's building something there for a team that's had a couple 
kind of rough years. Last year started off with some promise and then kind of fell apart. But Marquette played decent defense in this one. The biggest problem was they had a lot of just weird turnovers. Uh, they they had some really bad fouls. They had a good stretch for a period of time where they were sticking in it before halftime where they just they, they came right at the Badgers and made the Badgers foul them. And if you got a lot of guys coming in like that and the Badgers aren't deep up front, if you can get them into foul trouble, that's going to be something that's going to be hard for the Badgers to, to stay with here. But Marquette ends up like their starters. Um, Lewis and Koath had three fouls each. Kolick and Marcel had four each. It's like it's hard to play when you have to start thinking about that. Uh, the Badgers mm-hmm. came at them. The Badgers moved the ball pretty well, but they could get a little better. I mean, less sloppy looking. The fact that they were able to hit as many threes as they did just made this look wide, wide open. It actually was way worse than this because it ends up being 89-76, but uh, the Badgers were ahead by 20 or more for a good stretch of the second half. And then, you know, they're playing Higginbottom and Neath and Bowman uh, at the end there and the other Davis, (laughs) you know, just uh, and Taphorn. You know, it's like they're playing all the way down their bench for the most part, just getting some guys some time in a in a spot where the you know let Marquette kind of close the gap but it was never in doubt about halfway through second half it was over and um it, w- it was just fantastic shooting high energy uh playing very well and decent defense but Marquette's going to be fine we're going to see how they do coming up in the 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 uh the big east as they get forward here but um Marquette still can hold their head high that they played pretty well in this one I think both schools are kind of interesting at this point in being kind of young teams with a couple key seniors. And so that's kind of where they are. So it should be interesting going forward. And uh, we'll continue to cover both of them as much as we can here. So we just had a little more time Sorry, to get was, into it because I, 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 I was looking, I was looking in, I was looking into seeing how far it is to drive to Purdue. Since we were talking about distances earlier, uh, trying to figure out that January 3rd game between Purdue and Wisconsin actually might be kind of a big deal because in between now and then the the badgers are playing um uh everywhere so they're playing indiana first yeah and then they uh play ohio state that's actually going to be a big game but that's at ohio state and i'm not driving to columbus because columbus no. sucks and then no. after that uh they play nickel state and morgan state illinois state so they're doing the, the Redbirds. three state three-state uh, tour, and then they play uh, Purdue on the 3rd of January in um, Lafayette, uh, Indiana. Yeah. So that would be a fun trip, maybe. I've driven, because you know, I've, I've gone to the the first three times the Badgers were in the Big Ten title game. I went to all three of those. So I've yeah. made that trip to Indiana several times. <laughs> but Yeah. Or Indianapolis, and you know, usually stop off in West Lafayette, because it's, it's not too far up the road then. But yeah, yeah, no, it's it's a decent enough drive. There's the really fun part is there's a sign. It's been there for for years now, obviously about a decade at least. Mm-hmm. It's in this one field as you're driving down the interstate through Indiana, and on one side it says, as you're driving deeper into Indiana, the sign just says, "Hell is real." And you look around <laughs> and you're like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." It's yeah. obviously, <laughs> but if you're driving the other way back towards Wisconsin, it says, "Heaven is real." It's like, I oh. know. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> on my nice. way. No, no. Sorry, sorry about going combo dark there. I was, I was starting to look around at some stuff. Plus, I was uh, trying to uh, for the for the last call. I was doing some math on some other stuff. So there you go. <laughs> but anyways, all right. Anyhow. The other things we'll get at uh, Badgers um, get get through uh, women's volleyball. They get through the first two rounds into the Sweet Sixteen. Uh, they beat 
Colgate in straight sets, and then they beat Florida Gulf Coast in straight sets. Neither of those in any way close. Uh, they didn't. Neither team got to twenty against Wisconsin in any no. of those six games. So it was like, or sets. Dude. Sorry, me. Yeah, it was pretty, so, pretty fantastic. So, so the Badgers beat Colgate. Beat Colgate. You just got to. You got to keep using Colgate. You know, they they made a lot yeah. of. Well, you know what? You jokes. know who you know who Colgate defeats. Plaque. Cavities. Cavities. There you go. Yes. There were a lot of. There you go teeth brushing jokes on twitter about that one it's fantastic uh they'll be back on thursday for sweet 16 action so fantastic time these ones are the easy ones it's going to get a little harder now into the sweet 16 but i still expect the badgers to win out their region uh they're the one seed in their region so it'd be great to see them get back to a final four they've been to the last two final fours so just keep plugging for this wisconsin team uh it's a fantastic group of women i think uh uh, Dan Araki was defense. No, I think she was defensive player of the year. Uh, Sydney Haley was the setter of the year. And Julia Orzao was the freshman of the year in the big 10 this year. So just all around fantastic team. It's been great to watch. Um, we already mentioned UW whitewater won. They, they outscored their opponent by 24 points in the second half, which was central out of, Il- uh, pardon me, Iowa. Uh, so they move into the final four. They win their region. They will now be playing Mary Harden Baylor. Um, I guess the winner plays Mary Tyler Moore. I don't know. No, Mary Harden Baylor, which is, I believe, the two seed or the four seed coming into this or number two ranked team in the country. So it's number three versus number two. Uh, so that'll be an interesting game. Winner goes to the, the Alonzo Stag Bowl. So, yeah. Um, Very good. Yeah. In terms of hockey, uh, the men's team had an exhibition game. Uh, because they played the U.S. under-18 team. Uh, they, they lost 4 nothing. If you think this is like losing to a high school All-American team, it's it's very different in hockey because most of these kids have already been drafted. I mean, you have to remember right. that. Like Several of the people on these teams might already be on college teams. It's, um, yeah, it, it, this, these teams, these uh, under-18 teams, they usually come and beat D1 hockey programs pretty consistently because several of them are going to skip hockey, skip college altogether. You know, mm-hmm. so uh, yeah, they lose four nothing, but it's an exhibition doesn't mean much of anything. But still, yeah, this Badger team has massively hurt my feelings this year. Uh, <coughs> Badger women had a very rough weekend. Actually, they get their first loss of the year. They lose to Minnesota three to two on uh, Friday night uh, at home too at Laban. They lose that one three to two to fifth, then fifth ranked, now fourth ranked Minnesota. Um, and then they get a tie on Saturday, but then Minnesota won the shootout in overtime. So they get the points for the WCHA, but it counts as a tie for the NCAA. So the Badgers now take their first loss, uh, get their second tie. And that's, yeah, they stay number one right now, but yeah, that's a rough weekend for, for Wisconsin to, uh, to have to get through that. so looking ahead to next week, uh, let's see. It looks like Wisconsin will be playing Bemidji State uh, in Bemidji. So th- that's one they really should take care of uh, pretty easily. Minnesota, now number fourth ranked, will be playing number nine ranked Minnesota Duluth uh, in the Twin Cities. So that'll be a fun one to watch as well. In terms of D3, Wisconsin hockey in the WIAC, uh, Eau Claire beats Northland, but then gets beat by River Falls. Uh, Stevens point comes in this week, beats uh, stout six to three, and then comes back. It's a five, one win over Northland. 
Uh, River Falls falls to Superior, the far superior team of the two, uh, two to one. There's so many word word plays there. Uh, and then uh, <laughs> not a very stout defense from UW Stout. Uh, as they give up three goals, we still get the win and hold out Superior to Superior. <sighs> it's just too much. I, I, I have to stop that. It's just that's, I'm sure that's already old. Uh, in the NCHA, uh, Minnesota's or probably the Milwaukee School of Engineering lost to Adrian uh, twice, uh, six to one and nine to four. Uh, Lawrence went to play well played at home against the number seventh ranked Aurora team. They lose six two and then actually split with them, getting a four one win against Aurora. Uh, Marion lost to Trine uh, on back to back get days uh, and. St. Norbert got a non-conference set this week, beating Concordia of Wisconsin, seven to one, and then ten to two in a home and home against Concordia. Women's D three hockey, UW Stevens Point beats Northland six to one. Number two, Eau Claire will play Sun or Tuesday the seventh uh, against Hamlin. Uh, and uh, let's see what else we got here in the other games. Well, I guess there wasn't much in the NCHA. Um, in, in, in women's hockey, UW Eau Claire, still number two in the country. They're 10 and O, uh, UW River Falls, eight, one and O, uh, saying at number five, uh, men's hockey, there's not a whole lot going on there. Uh, St. Norbert at 13, UW Stevens point at 14, no other Wisconsin schools, uh, any higher than that. So that's where we are in terms of hockey, in terms of football, in terms of basketball, everything we've got so far, that's where we are for Wisconsin sports. Aaron, did you have anything else? I know you said you were looking up some numbers for math for the end here. Anything else to add? I forgot to. I'm, I was I was making notes about all the stuff I forgot. So Divincenzo for the Bucks, uh, he is uh, being assigned to the uh, the D League Wisconsin Herd, uh, preparing for a December debut. We forgot to talk about that with depth on the Bucks because, um, yeah, he was the forgotten player through that's, the end of the playoffs. That's right. Uh, yeah. Top five, top five Wisconsin players of all time. <laughs> uh, ranker ranker.com Latrell Spiral was from oh, Milwaukee. Right. They have him number one. I mean, Wisconsin's not a hotbed for uh basketball talent. Minnesota's actually got a slicked on that one, but uh, mm-hmm. so they have uh Latre- Latrell Spiral, Karan Butler, Terry Porter, um, yeah. UWSP grad. yep, uh, Nick Van Exel, Tyler Hero, Devin Harris, Jordan Poole, Fred Brown. Whoa, whoa, whoa. They put Tyler Hero ahead of Devin Harris. Yeah, and That's I'm just going joke. by uh, I'm just going by Ranker.com. So, this, but I'm just giving some d- besides your uh, Devin Blue or whatever his name was, Vander Wesley Blue. Matthews, number ten, Kevin Looney, Sam Decker, twelve. Uh, yeah, and uh, Frank the Tank, Anthony Carter's in here too. Oh, yeah. Kaminsky, Kaminsky, I think I missed Kaminsky on the way down when I was scrolling, but anyways, Kaminsky's in here too. Uh, either way, <clears throat> so all people better than Vita Blue or whoever that guy you were talking Vita about Blue. was. <laughs> um so so distances of in of uh universities from indianapolis because i said cincinnati was close um uh is at least as close as purdue i wasn't that far off like as far as time goes it's 66 miles from purdue to indianapolis uh it's 112 from cincinnati to indianapolis so about a little bit less than double indiana is 53 miles from Indianapolis, so they're obviously the closest. Illinois, Illinois University, the Illini, is the exact same different distance from Indianapolis as Cincinnati is. So Cincinnati would make a great 
yeah. team in the Big, Big Ten, Ten as far yeah. as football goes. Um, and Notre and, Dame should uh, do it too. Yeah, well, yeah, because I They're think Notre in Dame would have been, Notre Dame been uh, same distance pretty much as those other ones. Either way, yeah. So they're all within basically two hours of um, uh, of Indianapolis. Indianapolis. Uh, so where is Trine University, John? I I can look that up if you give me time. I don't. No, no, I already looked it up. I'm, 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 you don't know where it's at. Okay, is it in Illinois? It is Ang- Angola, Indiana. Oh, Indiana. So, okay. All right, uh, Jackson State. Which Jackson? Mississippi or what state? Okay, it is Jackson, Mississippi. You're correct. And Colgate is uh, uh, where? Where is Colgate located that's, at? John? Uh, that's a New York school. Yes, right? it is Hamilton, New York. It is a no, Baptist not. private nonprofit school, and uh, it has an endowment of one point one four billion dollars. Enrollment of twenty nine hundred and fifty eight kids. Twenty seven percent acceptance rate, but a ninety seven percent graduation rate, huh. and their tuition is sixty thousand dollars. A semester or a year, wow. semester, whichever. So Jeez, either either way, it's one of the most selective colleges in the entire country, and they have D one sports with yeah. only three thousand kids. So there you go. All right. Well, thank you, everybody. I, you 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 threw out trying, and that was the last one. Like I was like, where the heck is trying? I've uh, never heard of trying before. NCHA kind of sprawls out for a ways there. So yeah, it's I, was, I figured it was going to be either Wisconsin, Illinois. I, I guess I forgot about Indiana hockey. Right. <laughs> so. Because when I think of hockey, I think of Indiana and Louisiana. Mm. Mm. Well, was it Alabama Huntsville? They they have a D one program. <laughs> I'm waiting. You know, I I know there's got to be hockey somewhere on Hawaii, but I'm waiting for that D one school. That <laughs> way. All right, everybody. Thank you for joining us for another wonderful week of Wisconsin sports. Uh, we got you about an hour out of talking quite a lot of these other things here, so. Um, we're glad you were able to join us. So 10 minutes of trash talking the other NFC North team. Yeah, it is what it is. Uh, remember, of course, you can follow this podcast on Twitter at Scotty Johnny pod. You can follow me at not so humble host, and you can follow Aaron at cheddar talk. And remember whether you are on the town or on the go, it is always on Wisconsin. This has been the Scotty Johnny podcast. Remember to find the boys on Twitter at Scotty Johnny one or online at ScottyJohnny.com. Thanks for listening and on Wisconsin.